crazy Cause I want you baby But you don't so get out, get out, get out Welcome to Date Fails, hosted, hosted as always by Kate Quigley. And Stephen Kramer Glickman. What's up, girl? Oh, nothing. I'm happy. I'm in a great mood. Life uh, is good. You know what? I'm so happy for you. I'm in a good mood, too. I'm very excited. Why is that? Um, did you get some this morning? What happened? I did. Did I, you really? I did get some. Must be nice to be in a relationship. You get some on the reg. You know what? This morning, true story, I was trying to use my magic wand like I do every morning. Right, of course. And uh, we're having this fucking windstorm in LA, and the power's going in and out, and the thing plugs in. So every time I'm like about to get off, the power would go out. The thing plugs in? Yeah, it's one horsepower. What? What? Yeah. It's Are one. you serious? Yeah. The well, magic have... wand? No, and there's no batteries? You can't use batteries they for this thing? They just started selling one that's cordless, but it's so powerful. It has to be plugged What company in. makes this? Hitachi. Hitachi. They also make like car parts, I think, or some, some Hitachi, shit. if you're listening. Oh, they're listening. They follow me on everything. Oh, well, I got it Hitachi, for free. Hitachi, send the woman something she doesn't have to plug into her wall with her shitty electrical outlet. Uh, yeah, actually, Hitachi. Yeah, they just came out with a waterproof cordless one you can take in the shower. You know the wonderful things that this woman will do with your uh, product that you made for some amazing reason? Send it to Kate Quigley. <laughs> I, will, I will not tweet photos with it, though. Care of the Hollywood Improv. Um, all right, here we go. Um, our guest today, so we're, gonna, we're just going to jump right I'm into so this. I'm so excited. Because there's nobody bigger. There's no one greater. Nobody. We no. have not had anybody this excited. We're, look, I'm very excited. There are a lot of ladies. There's a lot of ladies out there, and there's there's a lot of guys out there. But there are a lot of ladies out there who, who know this guy. Uh, yeah. And we're gonna. I'm gonna throw out some uh, some quick uh, some quick credits. You should. Um, you may know him from the bold and the beautiful, from General Hospital, from the young and the restless, and from Karate Kid Three. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Kanan. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I can't believe I just breezed over Karate Kid Three. That is the baller <laughs> I, shit. I I threw. I put it in there. That, but you breezed. But that is no, like no, no, the no, dopest no. credit of all time. I breezed past Who's the Boss? Okay, there was Who's <laughs> the Boss. Who's the I was boss? on Who's the Boss. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Forget did you date Alyssa Milano? On I, the did, show? I did not. And I'll tell you something. Tony Danza was very clear about anyone getting near Alyssa. I wasn't even trying. But oh my god. Are you yeah. serious? Amazing. No, I'm serious. Amazing. I mean, like seriously, the overprotective father. It was like it was very on? clear. I came on the show and was like the you know the the young studly rookie of the year baseball player. And she, but she was young though. She was she was like I think thirteen when I was doing oh, the show. Okay. So, so it's a long time. Inappropriate age, but right. but still, it was like very clear. Nobody gets near her. That's wow. so cute. That's amazing. That's it was very cute. nice. Yeah, he's he's a good. Was, guy. was he a good? Was he nice? To I you? liked him, and I've seen Tony um, several times throughout the years. He's always been very cool. Um, and you know, he, you know what he did on that show, and you guys know this from comedy. It, it's not easy playing sort of, I guess, the the foil or the the, the you know the sort of the not so bright guy like Joey on Friends. Yeah, sure, and and sure, I got sure. a whole respect for what he did. And um, when you really see it up close, I was like, wow, that's that's really hard and it's really good. I, I can't really do it so well. So I yeah, agree with that. He's very talented. He's a very very funny guy. Yeah. Uh, I I one time this is a true story. I um I just I just ran into him in New York last year. 
year and we talked about it and we both laughed and it was really fun. Yeah. But years ago, like 10, 12 years ago, I was in New York City and it was uh, I was there for the Drama Desk Awards, mm-hmm. which were not televised at the time. I don't know. If Those are the ones given are. by the critics. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And they're they're done very low key. And um the Tony Danza was starring in the Iceman Cometh with wow. Kevin with Kevin Spacey, Spacey. and wow. a bunch of other amazing guys, right? And um and in the middle of the show, and this is there's it's not televised, so nobody cares at the time like what's happening. And in the middle of the show, um some this guy, uh John Jonathan um I'm forgetting his name. A uh, very talented writer is on stage accepting his award. And in the middle of him accepting his award, you hear somebody fart. It's Kanye. Really loud. Yeah. You <laughs> hear this, this very loud fart come out of the front row of the, of the audience. <laughs> and the guy, the guy goes, the guy on stage goes, um, can you can you guys keep it down like to the to <laughs> no. the side of the stage while he's doing his speech and and uh and when he did that and said can you guys keep it down Kevin Spacey stood out of the audience and he goes hey I'm I'm real sorry guys sorry about that Tony Danza farted and then he sat back down and everyone laughed oh no and it ruined this guy's speech. It oh was my the God, most amazing thing. Awesome. Probably didn't do much to help Tony Danza either. No, I mean, no, you know, but everyone was that's like, hilarious. but we that's thought funny. it was hilarious. I that's that's, that's, that's hilarious. so amazing. That's so, okay, amazing. let's keep going. Let's get, okay. Who's the boss? We got hot shots. Okay. I actually wasn't in that. That's a mistake on okay. my IMDb. Fuck hot shots. <laughs> so didn't happen. All right, let's keep going. Keep going. Up. You're, you're seriously going to go through step. my- Did you do step by step? Step by step. I did do that with Suzanne Summers. Yeah, that was oh, with Suzanne yeah. Summers and, uh, and Pat- day by day. Uh, Patrick day Duffy. By day. I remember the opening credits of that because they were People like an amusement park. That's all I remember. Oh, God, I because there was like a roller coaster next yep. to a beach. And I was like, where is that? What I is? want that roller coaster. Yeah, in the opening credits, I remember yeah, I, be, oh, as a kid wow. being and like, go, we'll I make go it better. The <laughs> you, guys are, you guys know the around. song and everything. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, never crap. forget it. Uh, Lois and Clark. You did Lois, Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark was really cool. How was that? That was fun. Um, Dean had been kind of a, a buddy of mine, you know, auditioning together. And I remember we were all out one night and he said, Hey, I just got this new series, Lois and Clark. And I wound up guesting on it shortly thereafter. And it was, you know, it was kind of cool to see one of the guys that you know, we're in the trenches with yeah. sure. his big break. That's very cool. Yeah. He's very nice. Very nice guy. Very, very cool. Very, very smart guy. Yeah. Went to Princeton. I think he went to Princeton. Really? Yeah. He was, wow. he, he played pro football for he did? A, a short, yeah. Like really good athlete, Look really bright guy. Like, what? Yeah. What? He was on the first set I was ever on in my life, and I said to him, uh, I really loved you on Lewis and Clark. And Lewis he said, Clark. those are the explorers. And, Clark. and I felt Where'd like such Glickman? an asshole. Where'd he go, All right, I'm, gonna, I'm not Glickman done. I'm not, not done. I'm not done. I, I know that I know that we don't normally do this and yeah, go up somebody's doing? IMDb credits, but He's you've been in you've been doing so TV for a long time. For a long time. Okay. You were on the nanny. I wasn't the nanny. That was a great experience, I have to tell you. Really? Fran Drescher's fantastic. I I did the nanny, and uh, it's one of the few times in my career I've actually gotten to play a Jewish guy, which I am, and I wow. never get cast. I get cast, actually, when I did Lois and Clark, I played a Nazi. So oh, wow. I called my mom up. I go, you want the good news or the bad news? I go, the good news, I got a great role. The bad news, I'm a Western costume getting fit for a Gestapo uniform right now. Wow. So yeah, seriously. So uh, back to Fran Drescher. Anyway, um, I was at a charity event with her a couple years ago, and she was doing that show, Happily Divorced. Yeah. And she said, hey, listen, if, if you ever... Uh, get an audition or something that I'm involved with, make sure you let me know. Like the next week I got the audition. And to her credit, she um, she called up, I think they had hired another guy. And I think she went to the network and made them 
No way. Asked them to, you know, release him. And and it wasn't even a big part. I mean, it wasn't right. like a full week guest star. It was like a, a couple days on this thing. That's and awesome. she kept Amazing. her word to me. And, you know, you're so much about, you know, people are such shits in Hollywood. Yeah. And not everybody is. She's, There's so she's many one of the, She's one of the good guys. She really wow. is. So cool. you're Jewish. I, I am. Wow. Yeah. So basically you got all the good genes <laughs> for Hilarious. every Jew in history. There are basically. a lot of hot Jews. I meet hot Jews all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I really are do. There? Yeah. Most of them look Paul like Newman this. was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I do. You know, funny story. When I lived in Venice, I actually one day was eating uh, the the but, what's the guy's name? Did the you rich... say you were eating the butt? I was eating the butt. You in were Venice. eating the butt in Venice. Um, no, understandable. No, not the butler. The rich guy. The nanny worked for. I oh, Mr. Sheffield. Yes, yes. Yeah. He sat down next to me at a restaurant. This was only like maybe Charles Shaughnessy. That's his name. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's funny is his his brother David uh, is one of the directors on uh, uh, Young and the Restless. Wow, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's so. So funny. I, well, I, would if, work, I would work with him frequently. If all the Jews looked like you, Hitler would have had a different plan. <laughs> wow, okay. he would have been like, "That's probably true." These guys, they are very good for the bloodline. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that's too. It's too much. But Mr. Um, Sheffield, I just want to give him a shout out because he still looks fucking hot. He was very hot. He was. He was a big soap star. He still. He was. Yeah, he was. I forget what soap he was on, but he, if you if you Google it, I know he was he was kind of like a leading hunky soap guy. Yeah, you've become mm. like this. Like I'll tell you something. Honestly, full disclosure, I haven't seen a whole lot of soaps in my life, but I knew who you were. Like Absolutely. you've been on so many soaps right. that I'm, I'm still like, oh yeah, that guy I saw him on. I remember you more from General Hospital, I think. Right. But I mean, how did you end up becoming like the soap guy? I mean, oh, that's a boy. lot. You're on three. You've been on three. I, I've actually been on four. I was four on. I was soaps. on um, Sunset Beach too for the last oh, six wow. months before that tanked. Um, you know, I, I I think it's one of those deals. Like once you get in and you can kind of show them that you can handle the the capacity of the work, which is a lot. I mean, you yeah. know, it's it's a lot of dialogue to learn. And while that's not the most important thing, you got to be able to do it. Yeah. And I think once you have some success in that, um, you build up a you build build up a fan base. Yeah. And and so shows are always looking to bring somebody that's got an existing fan base. Plus, you know, I've played the same character on two different soaps. I played Deacon Sharp on Young and the Restless, and I'm also playing the same character on uh, Bold and the Beautiful. So it's this kind of legacy character. Same producer? Um, ish. Um, uh, the, the Bells, who uh, their shows, The Bold and the Beautiful, have have a, a participation in Young and the Restless. And so there's some crossover there, and How that's why. Yeah, it's, it's very cool, though. And the show is it's syndicated in like 110 countries. Amazing. I mean, it's it's crazy what, what they've been able to do with wow. the show. It's, I actually think it's more syndicated than, than Baywatch was. I was just yeah, thinking that. Yeah. That's like I mean, Baywatch status. Yeah. How many episodes have you shot today? Oh Do you uh, know total? How you many mean, episodes? You mean of, of all the soaps I've of been all on? all the soaps I, you been know, I thought too. about that one time, and I mean, it, it's got to be well over a thousand. That's Absolutely. Crazy. You know, it's got to be over a thousand because, you know, when you're working like, you know, you got a couple shows a week guaranteed and you're doing it for, I've done it for like 14 years. I've taken breaks and done other oh stuff. God. But yeah, it's a lot. Outrageous. A thousand episodes. Imagine how many people he's been paid to make out with. Oh my God. So Dream many. So many you, know you, know, you know what's so great about it? If there's a, there's a, I think it was Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote Outliers. And I think he said in it to be really good at anything, you've got to do it for at least 10,000 hours. Mm. Okay, yeah, and sure. I haven't done stand up for ten thousand hours, right. but I've been on a soundstage for well over ten thousand hours, yeah. and and so if, if nothing else, I feel like it's really 
kind of been like the gym for me. You know, it's really allowed me the ability to go sure. and work out what I do and get really comfortable with it and take some chances. And, you know, it's most actors are always hunting for a job. And I've been lucky that I've been able to. How work does a it lot. work on a show like that? I'm not to, we don't have to get into it in a weird way, but like financially. No, let's get weird, man. Let's do that. I'm just, I'm just because I was on a series for five years, but it was an, it was an episode per we got paid what, what, what show was it? it was called big time rush and big it was time on rush, the yeah. nickelodeon network okay. yeah but as a just we got paid you know per episode do you guys get paid episode it's, or you, is it a week it's, or is it's it a pretty, certain it's, pre, like, it's pretty simple you're either on contract or you're a reoccurring actor if you're on contract they give you a certain number of guaranteed episodes per week whether you work or not you might work more you might work less if at the end of your cycle you've worked more they owe you money if you've worked less then you get to keep the money that you've made um we shoot 52 weeks a year we shoot all year round we shoot all year round but we have 20 20 weeks a year off so we've got big blocks of time off we have like a month off twice a year and then we never work mondays so people always say wow it's such a grind doing a soap and it's it's really hard why you're in there working but it's not like you're in there five days a week, 15 hours a day. Right. It's not like that. I just, I just finished doing a film and the film was way harder. I mean, the film's like, you know, 14 hours a day. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And you know, he does stand up. Yeah. Like he and I are doing a show together. We are. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I huh. mean, like how long have you been doing stand up for? You know, I've been doing it off and on for years because I really liked doing it. When I was 15 and a half, I snuck into a comedy club and I was like, man, this is for me. I just, mm-hmm. I, I was fascinated how these guys with just their own words could keep the audience spellbound. And so I've done you know, I've done it throughout the years and I've just recently decided I really would like to try and pick it up. And, you know, you get that, you get that immediate reciprocity from the audience cause it's live. And oh, what yeah. I do isn't live. And right. I mean, look, you, you, you might be great. You might suck, whatever, but you know where you stand and it's, it's a rush. So yeah, yeah. completely. Oh, yeah. We love it. I yeah. couldn't, pff, I, I love don't know what I do without it. Who was your favorite? Like, do you, did you have some favorites uh, growing comics? up? Comics. I, well, look, I mean, obviously I, I was growing up when when Raw came out. I mean, Eddie Murphy is oh, yeah. is the greatest, phenomenal. I actually really like um, John Leguizamo's one man show because mm-hmm. I think he really freak. Was um, well, which one did I which one did I like? Uh, Mambo, I think Mambo Mouth and uh, God, he's so good. But you know what he so did? He weaves so much pathos into it about this weird relationship he had with his father and always trying to get his approval. And you know, you're laughing your ass off, and then the next thing you're like, wow, that's really poignant and sad. And I was like, that's that's really cool. That's wow. the best. Yeah. 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 What, what what was your family's reaction to watching you become this like mega soap star? I mean, it's got to be. Do they watch you know, the show? Does your mom watch it? They watch it sometimes. I mean, I mean, the funniest thing for me was years ago. I did when I when I first started General Hospital. They said we're going to do a photo shoot. It turned out the photo shoot was for Playgirl magazine. They wanted to do the men of General Hospital. Shut up. Close on. Close on. Wow. Full disclosure. Damn. I was so about anyway, to Google they, that they, shit. Did, they did me. They, they did. <laughs> Google they did, it. They did Coming me up. and two other guys. Guys, and they said we like your shots. We'd like to put them on the cover. So here's my my Ivy League educated sort of captain of industry father living in this small town that I come from, going and buying like three copies of Playgirl, which is not a women's magazine. Let's just say that right there, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. like you know, nine seven six blow me on the back, things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my dad was all, you know, my dad's buying copies of these because that's his boy. So oh, wow, um, yeah, that's so, adorable. Your so, dad yeah, bought so copies. They're, you know, they're 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 proud of me. I mean, you know, the, the big deal when I started out was that I had to finish college. Mm-hmm. They were they were adamant. They were like, we don't care what you do. And I had gotten Karate Kid before I had finished UCLA. I transferred out 
from Boston University to UCLA and I was finishing my poli-sci degree and I got this big studio movie and I was like, look, I'm, I'm 19. I got a little money in my pocket. You were 19? There's a lot of ass being thrown my way. Um, I don't really feel like I need to finish UCLA. And my dad was like, really? I'll pull the plug on that shit right quick. What? You're finishing, you're finishing wow. it. Wow. So. Okay, yeah. wait. I know this show is supposed to be all about dating, but we have to talk about Karate Kid 3. <laughs> because I'm obsessed. So funny. First of all, agree. no, because when I was a kid, okay, I took karate strictly because of the Karate Kid movies. Absolutely. Like I was such a huge Seriously. fan. And Everybody took Karate Kid. Awesome. Right? And when Karate Kid 3 came out, I don't know how old I was, but you were 19. What year was that? I, I think Kid it 3? came out in 89 and I think I filmed it in like part of 88 and 89. That's crazy yeah. because that means that I was already like a horny little shit when I was like wow. nine years old. Because I remember watching Karate Kid 3 <laughs> and here's where I should have known I was fucked up when it yeah. comes to men because I was like, fuck Ralph Macchio. Who's that bad guy? Like, I want to get with the bad guy. Like, that, I was so That's into funny. your character. You. So, so you were only 19? I was 19. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. I was studying karate in Pennsylvania and... My head sensei was actually Pat Morita's stunt double. No, so the guy that the guy that was the head of the entire organization, and he uh, he was the guy that Mr. Miyagi was based after. His name was Sensei Fumio Demura, no. and he said he knew I wanted to be an actor, and I was I was going to school in Boston, but when I would come back to Pennsylvania, I would take class, and he said, "Look, they're doing a, an open call." which I didn't even know what an open call meant. Yeah. And he said, they're doing an open call for the bad guy. You should go. So I think I had done like one acting job. I had my SAG card and I went to see the casting director and I said, hi. I said, I'm like a real actor. I said, can I, uh, can I audition? And she's like, no, but you can go wait in line with everybody else. And I showed up at the studio and there must've been like 1500 people there. Mm -hmm. And I stood in line and John Avelson, who had won the Academy Award for uh, Rocky, walked up and down this line and I, I did a quick improv with him. And he said, I believe that. And he set me inside. And that's where it got really surreal. Because I go inside and like Entertainment Tonight's there. Because it's supposed to be a publicity stunt, oh, right? Oh, I see. You know, yeah, you yeah, never yeah. cast out of an open call. Yep. Ralph Macchio's there. And I'm like, holy shit. And they had this little set built. Whoa, what? And so they go, okay, you're going you're gonna to go on stage right there with Ralph Macchio. Now, keep in mind, I'd watched the first two of movies course. in the theater. Like yeah. a, a year before, so like, oh. I was watching the other, you know, I was watching two in the theater. I mean, it was surreal. And they said, Crazy. they said, look, um, all you got to do is we want to see you intimidate Ralph. And so I guess I did. And he started Call him off, call him off, call him off. Because I shut sort of, up. Ah, I always sort of scared him. And uh, they promptly hired somebody else for the job. What? And wow. I, they, they hired another guy for the job. I guess the guy worked about four days and was just it wasn't working out. Wow. And they they remembered my audition and they called me back and uh, I went to the studio and it was it was a really trippy. Going back to the studio, like I sort of knew they wouldn't be calling me back if something wasn't going on. And I, I didn't want to let myself think I was going to get this part because at the time it was like the big yeah, role. Yeah, of course. And, and, and they were like, um, they talked to me for a few minutes and they said, uh, here's, here's how much money you're making a week. You're going to go to wardrobe right now. I mean, and I got like th immediately I was starring in a major, a major Hollywood movie going through the works getting into rehearsal and my life changed on a dime. What the hell? Yeah. Dude, wow. did you Nuts. ever, did you ever send that other dude a thank you card that got fired? <laughs> I don't even know who he is. I, I don't even know who he is. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. So, was, so then overnight life changes and life then changed. suddenly you're like this. I mean, you had to be so recognizable well, from that. I was, but you know, life changed again before the film was over. I'll tell you what happened. I was doing all my own stunts and I had to do some stupid stunt where I was standing stationary and I was jumping and landing on my side. And they were gonna they were gonna put a shot together where Mr. Miyagi throws me through a window. And then what they do is they match the other shot and it looks like I'm getting thrown and landing. Well, we broke 
for Christmas and I went to Vegas with, with a girl I was seeing at the time. And I said, you know, my leg is really bothering me. I think it must be from all the karate I'm doing. So I was taking fistfuls of aspirin. Well, I had perforated my, it's called your omentum. It wraps around your intestine and I was bleeding internally and the blood was trickling down on my femoral artery. And so I was at the Sands Casino, I think it was the Sands. Yeah. And I, I remember I had like two $100 bills in my hand and I was gambling and I went, I think I'm going to pass out. And I passed out and I went into shock and they took me to uh, Humana Sunrise Hospital and they said, um, he's dying. They Holy said, um, he, I'd lost a ton of blood and they said, we have to operate on you. And I said, what you mean like Monday? And they said, no, we mean like in 15 minutes. And that was Christmas day, 1990. And oh. it was, it was pretty trippy. Um, I, I luckily came through and they called me from the studio and they said, okay, you've got a, you've got a week before you have to be back on set. And if not, we're going to, we're going to recast. And I mean, I was crushed. Oh. I mean, I was in the best shape of my life. I'm doing, I'm 20 years old thinking I'm, you know, you know, indestructible. My parents had flown out from the East coast. And so I was determined that I was going to finish this movie. And they put me with a guy named Kyle Borland who played for the Rams. He was next player for the Rams. And they said, okay, he's going to train you every single day. And so the first day, um, well, prior to that, prior to that, I got out, of, I got out of the hospital bed and I could walk around the floor one time. The next day I walked around it three times. And the third day I had them you know, uh, release me against doctor's orders. So I started working out with this guy oh and it was the same deal. The first day I could do like five sit-ups, then 50, then, then 500. And I did every one of my own stunts in that movie with the exception of one stunt where there's a car that drives past a train and almost gets hit by a train. But for that reason, that the movie is really special to me because it really tested my, my kind of metal. Wow. Wow. I that's know the show's supposed to be funny, but no, no, that's a great story. That's a phenomenal story. Yeah. That's what this show's all about, too, is you know, we wanna you know, we wanna hear the cool that's stories, amazing. man. That's amazing. It was it was it was intense. So now it's phenomenal. You, now you had a girlfriend when you got this part. You were dating this girl? I was dating this girl, yeah. And we continued we continued to date for a while and then we broke up and I wound up Dating Miss USA, go figure. Shut um, up. <laughs> Amazing. But you know what? In her defense, she was a really nice person, and the other relationship had like run its course. It wasn't like, hey, I did a film and kicked this chick to the curb. It wasn't like that. Oh, I mean, I really cared yeah. about her, and it ran its course. And you know, I was a, I was a. You were twenty. I was twenty in LA yeah. for the first time, yeah, and it was like I needed on. to hot, I needed famous, to go do some shit. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. How long did you stay with Miss USA? I stayed with Miss USA for about a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. What was she like? Yeah. Um, very hot. She was, she was hot. She was real hot. Yeah. But she was kind of like, uh, what do you, what do you want to do? Not whatever you do. Where you want to go? Wherever you, wherever you want to go. Does she sound like that? Where is she from? Texas. And I love, I love people from Texas. I'll tell you, they grow them pretty down there too. I mean, but they, you know, they, they, it's like they, they breed these girls for these pageants and, you know, and, and the, and in her defense, she was new in L.A. too, and it was like we were both just trying to figure it out, and it was a great experience. Well, lasted. Um, do you, that was diplomatic. No, that yeah, was very. Was. I like that. Have you, you could dated, be a politician. You dated any other uh, celebrity type people? Not, not really. No, I, I didn't. Nicole, really. no Nicole Richies. No, nobody <laughs> famous. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of. I, I kind of am a serial serial monogamist, and so that's why when I met my wife, and she, she has four kids. Wow. And I have one, Did, and so I was like, I don't care. I knew. So I brought, knew. Did she? She had four kids mm-hmm. already. She still does. Wow. Yeah. Wait, how long have you been married? Uh, I've been married about three and a half years. 
Wow. Oh, wow. And she had four kids yeah. and you had one? And I had one. So you have five kids. I have five kids. Holy shit. She's got two twin girls that are 16. Oh my God. That have must you, be a Have disaster. you seen The Shining? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. It's, uh, <laughs> twin 16 year olds. It's uh, challenging. There's a lot of estrogen in my house. Good Lord. Well, what about your, your kid? My daughter, my daughter is uh, 14. Wow. She got a good deal though. She got like instant older sisters. Yeah. So for her, it's great. They, they all get along great. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, the tough thing was with uh, with her son. I mean, I, I said, look, I've got realistic expectations. You know, I don't expect you're going to call me daddy right away. I mean, it took your mom a month. So, you know, I think that uh, <laughs> ah, probably that's shouldn't say funny. that to an 11-year-old, though. What happened? Uh, <laughs> what's, what's your relationship like with him now? With the son. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. No, he's a he's a terrific kid. Oh, I'm sure. He's really great. And I have, I have a good relationship with all of them, but it's been work. It's it's sure. You know, the, you know, from my end, it was like, how did I go from being this this single guy? Because at that time I didn't have custody of my daughter. I now have full custody of her. Wow. And I was amazing. living like a very single guy. I had just come back from Italy and, um, you know, I, I was very single. And then I met this woman who had four kids. And before you knew it, we were all living together. Wow. And I said, look, I said, I'll. I'll live with you. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'm willing to do this again because I'd lived with people before, but I said, I'll only do it this time with the understanding that we're going to get married. I said, I'm not just going to like be, you know, 40 some years old living with somebody. I said, I want to take it to the next level because I'd done it the other way. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you know what you're signing up for? And of course I didn't, but that's part of what's made it a really interesting journey. But what I was getting at was from the kid's side too, they're like, who's this dude that's not my dad? Of course. You know, that's now like, you know, banging my mom yeah. and uh, basically telling me to pick my shit up. Right. And so it's like on both sides, there's been. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And it yeah. continues to be, but it's also great. I'm That's amazing. super curious about your wife, though. She's because, awesome. You're going to love her. Yeah. Because like she's wh- the coolest. She has to be. Because here's the thing. It's like for a guy like you yeah. who's in L.A., good looking, like could have any. I mean, pretty much any girl you want. Honestly, like it's L.A. Like, I mean, like no offense to girls in L.A. Being or realistic. To you, but I mean, like you could throw a rock out the window and hit a chick that would be like, oh, my God. An actor, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, but that's not the kind of that's not the kind of person that you. It's you know, not. What, right? does she do? what does she do? Um, my my wife for years was a, a fundraiser. She went to NYU, had a degree in has a degree in philanthropy, mm. um, and she's also she's she's so smart. She's certified in building computers. She's got all these weird technical abilities, but she manages me, and she's the best manager I've ever had. Oh wow! And, oh wow! And, yeah, and, and she, I was, she was going to come in, but she had to take uh, one of the kids to the doctor. Aww. But she's she's my you know my bestie, and she's fun. And you know, how did you guys meet? Uh, I was actually on a date with her friend, Uh, (laughs) and uh, her friend uh, said, uh, "Date's a big word too." Um, So her friend said, "Listen, um, my friend just got divorced. Her papers just went through, and she's never been drunk before. And she's drunk, and she's in a bad way. And we're gonna go pick her up and go to the Mondrian Hotel." And I'm like, "This date is getting fucking better and better." Okay, (laughs) so. um, Amazing. So we go and we pick her up, and I'm like, "Wow, really attractive, really cool." And we're in the hotel room, and I'm like, "It's very evident that this was not quite what I thought was going to happen." Right. And, and we had a really kind of good talk, and I left because I had to go work the next day. And we wound up going to lunch a couple weeks later, and had got married. Basically, it was, wow. Yeah, lunch it is still happening. Like that yeah, fast. yeah. Jeez. I knew. I knew. You just knew, I knew. right away. I knew. I, I was I was ready for it too though. You know, you got to be ready for it. Yeah. You know, you can. I I think 
I don't know if I believe that there's one person for everybody. I right. think that you can be with different people and make a, make a great life for yourself, but both people have to be ready for it. And I think more important, not more importantly than love, because you got to be in love, but you got to have like common goals and, and want to be sailing your ship in the same direction. Yeah. Totally. I think. Uh, yeah. Have you ever uh, dated somebody that w- you worked with also? Like, like doing- oh, yes, I've, I've made that mistake before. Um, yeah. We could probably jump that conversation. No, I just mean, you know, if you're dating. You know what? It's a bad idea. Ma- let's leave it at that. Yeah. Well, no, no, I know. But, but you're married to somebody who's managing you. So- yeah, but, she, yeah, but she's, she's managing me subsequent to meeting each other and having a relationship. Got it, got it. So got it wasn't it. like she was my manager and we right. decided to have a, a, a relationship. It's not like banging your shrink. You know what right. I mean? It's like. Yeah, no, no. It's not like, yeah. It's different when it's right. like a f- like you meet someone, you fall in love with them, and then you decide to start well, she working just, you together. Know, she knew my entire life. She knew the entire business structure of my life. Yeah, and she had been she had worked in the business in different capacities. And I said, "This is crazy. Why am I going to give somebody else ten percent of this when you're just as capable, totally. if not more capable?" So I totally it's get great. That. I totally no, it's get so that. great. I my my girlfriend is um she's my line producer. Oh and yeah. Whenever I shoot anything, she jumps in and goes, "All right, this is what we can spend on this." This was what we can spend on and that. You know and we need to hire back this. no matter what. Yeah. And then I, you know, we walk away from it winning together right, as a team right. and it feels great. And building common memories and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Like it started and it started with me going, oh, we have to hire a craft service person and her going, I can just make. Food. brownies <laughs> yeah i'll just make the food and bring right, it right and then it was like we need a makeup person and she was like i'll just do the makeup right. for the person on the set and That's then it would funny. and then it went from that to like wait how are you handling this and how are you handling that and do you need someone to you know help right. get location scouting and do this and then that's great and then now i've got like a person that i can rely on to file my paperwork correctly and so you're you know, a lucky man yeah i'm very lucky Fuck on both of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting over here like thinking to myself like i can't even and find a dude to come over and like hold the magic wand when the- <laughs> <laughs> Hitachi if you're listening you get a bicycle generator so that when- <laughs> no shit okay can I can I throw this out I, we, well you have to tell us did you do a TV show with Chuck Norris because I did. you did tell me about oh, Chuck Norris oh man you gotta tell us I about did. Chuck Norris. What TV show? I did Walker Texas Ranger. Oh my god! Oh, oh it was awesome. Chuck's Chuck's so great. Good. I mean, you know, I I remember when I was a little kid, my dad met Chuck Norris somewhere, and Chuck signed a photo for me, and he said, "Sean, keep on kicking." And like, I thought that was the <laughs> baddest thing in the world. And so I met Chuck, and I flew down to Texas, and uh, and it was just great. It was like meeting one of your idols, and he just looked at me and he went, "I can't believe you let Machio kick your ass." No, no, it no. Uh, no, but no, it was great, and I, I and I had a I had a fight scene with him, which was oh, really great. No way. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. Nicest guy, like you, really, just a genuinely nice guy. I feel there are moments in your career in Hollywood where you go, okay, I can retire after right, this because I right. got to fucking fight Chuck Norris. Oh, like, that's, that's, that's the, the end. dopest right? shit. Right? It was yeah. pretty cool. I got to be honest. Now, the, he was supposed to really beat me up, and at that time, I must have been I was like in my mid twenties, something like that. And they said, look, we we can't have Chuck beating up a perceived kid. So he had this this deputy, which was his younger deputy. Yeah. So he and I were the ones that were really mixing it up. But it was a bunch of people in a fight. So technically, I was in a fight scene with Chuck Norris. How cool is that? That's pretty cool, That's right? That's really cool. I could probably get laid in any bar Easily. if I dropped that story. Well, if I was single. Maybe uh, not. Maybe not any bar. Not sure about that. <laughs> 
I just watched a documentary that if you, if you get a chance to check it out, you need to see it. It's on Netflix. It's called Electric Boogaloo, and it is the documentary about Canon Films, which is the company that oh, discovered wow. Chuck Norris. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, because you know his brother Aaron was like a big producer director for them for yeah. canon oh yeah uh yeah these are the guys who that. made like some of the biggest schlock, vests, schlock yeah. movies delta force movies. oh yeah uh, delta yeah. force yeah, and yeah. uh they just got they created a uh, charles um uh did, yeah. they, did they do a lot of van damme's early stuff was that yeah them? they they uh jean-claude van damme showed up in oh, their I got a good office story about him. Oh, that, oh God, we got to hear this. Jean-Claude Van Damme was discovered because he walked into Canon Films, which was on Wilshire. He walked in and did a roundhouse karate kick to the president of the company's face, missing him by like an inch, and then was like, hire me. And Shut the, up. And he was like, "You, we'll give you a movie. Are and he gave serious? him a movie the next day. Wow. And and the most interesting thing about that, my favorite piece of this documentary, don't I'm try sorry that to just throw this out. Uh, please don't do that. You can't, <laughs> you can't get away with shit yeah, like that. that doesn't anymore. work. No. But uh, my, fa- my favorite part was that the guys who owned this company went to the bank and said, uh, how uh, they said, you're very much in debt. Uh, come on into the bank. And these were guys who were spending tons and tons of millions and millions and millions on movies. And they went in and the bank said, you are $5 million in debt. And the one, the owner turned to his brother and said, why you bring me in for this until we're a hundred million in debt. Don't call me again. <laughs> and they got to a hundred million wow. in debt no way. when they were finally shut down and had to be like excommunicated oh, from the Los Lord. Angeles Hollywood business. Damn. It's amazing. Wow. It's an amazing story. You should check it out. All right. Shit. All right. I want your, I want your right. John. So, so I'm, tell I'm, us, please, please tell so, us so it's, a, it's a young Sean Cannon in his red um, Mustang. I'm going to say circa 1987. I love this. When I first moved out here. I'm on the 405, which <laughs> was already weird for me calling it the 405 because, you know, back right. east. It's, so anyway, I, I sort of, a car sort of runs me out of my lane and I have an accident with another car. And I park my car and the other guy parks his car about a hundred yards away and I get out and I'm kind of full of piss and vinegar and I'm walking towards this guy like I'm going to go tell him something. And I'm like, shit, he's knocked together pretty well. Okay, this guy looks pretty buff. I better slow my roll a little bit. And it's Van Damme. So we exchanged. But, but at the time, he wasn't Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was Jean-Claude Von Varenberg. So we exchanged licenses and... Um, and he starts telling me that he was in this movie Predator. And he's like, ah, the fucking suit was so hot. I, I got fired. The suit was so hot. Fuck them. And he's showing me, like we're on the side of the 405, and he's showing me um, um, like an album he has of pictures. And he was the Predator. What? So then they just, because he could do all the martial arts and acrobatics, then they decided to go to like some seven foot tall guy. Right. But he was the Predator. I guess Shut he, up. Yeah. So wow. I had an accident with Jean-Claude Van Damme. The Pretty cool. The part of this whole story <laughs> this is, is that like he had an album like this is what people did before they had like their cell phone and they could like scroll through photos he had an actual album that's hysterical you know who carries around uh, a photo to prove that he was in a movie recently ron jeremy Oh, That's God. not a surprise. No, I was at a at a red carpet the other day, and he showed up, and he goes, oh. "Hi, I'm Ron Jeremy." And they go, "What do you want for your credits?" And he goes, "This is the movie I'm in." And he pulled out a no. photograph of him the, on the set. Anal Intruder Seven. Yeah, and it, but it was like God. it was like some army movie that he was in. He was like, "Look, this is me and the guy from the movie. <laughs> I'm in the movie film." Uh, did I tell the it story on here of the night that he hit on me at the comedy store <laughs> with oh, his no. penis? Did he I talk about that? Hit you in the face with it. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was at the comedy store and he comes there all the time. But I was periscoping with my friend Jen Sturger and he's behind us. And it was like once he figured out that we were filming, he kept kind of oh, trying try to, to like photobomb you in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we started talking to him, of course. And then he was just like really touchy feely. And he was like, you're so beautiful. And I, I actually said to him, I go, haven't you had enough? Right. I was like, really? I mean, that's flattering. But I mean, like you're Ron Jeremy, like, aren't you over it? And he was like, sweetie, you're never over it. Oh my God. Yeah. And then that night, and then he got an Uber and then his assistant got my info. And then like that night I got a message Stop. from his assistant. Oh, he, not from him, but his assistant. No, from his assistant. Hey, this is Ron's assistant. He thought you were really cool and like wants to stay in touch. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to have him on my podcast. That was like the whole conversation. Did he come do it? I never reach back out, uh, but I'll, I'll see him because I'm hosting the AVN Awards this year. You know what's so funny? I'm so happy I that went, you're doing that. I went you. to the AVN Awards. I'll tell you why. Shut up. I did. I did a film where I played a porn producer, and so I talked to a guy who knew a guy, hooked me up with a guy that was a director. What, and I said, wait, what were you doing? What movie was um, it? It was called My Trip to the Dark Side, and <laughs> and um, Perfect. and I played this porn producer. And I said to the the director, who's a, a really nice guy actually, I said, look, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to come on set. I don't need to see, you know, I've, I've seen lots of porns. I don't need to see that. I said, I want to see sort of how you run your office and how you relate to right. the people that you work with. And we, it was, it was very interesting actually. And as part of that, he said, meet me at the AVN awards. And I brought my wife and um, I should have brought a hazmat suit. Yeah. And I Jesus see, and I see, and I Christ. saw, and I swear to God, I saw Ron there and he walks up to this young hot girl who was obviously a Porn an, star? an adult actress and just took her hands and stuck them right down his pants. No. And I was like, that's confidence, man. I mean, seriously, he, I mean, it was gross as hell, but he did it. And wow. yeah, and it was, that's my avian Wait, story. Wait, he stuck his hands down her pants? No, she, took, no, she, no, she, she stuck her no, hands. No, he took her hands and stuck them down his. Oh, and she, she, she was, she was not minding. Yeah. Wow. I think they knew each other. Well, somebody warned me. Was it you that warned yeah, me? Yeah, well, the RJ. You warned me, and he kind of tried. Like, he kind of started to put his- Wow. Yeah, because when he hugged me, I felt his hand, because he's known to, like, stick he his hand down your pants. He does this thing called the RJ, where What's he that? put- it, he, It's a very- He kisses you on the neck, and he'll run his hand down your back, stick his stick a finger oh, in your ass. Oh, come on. And then he'll sign your breast, RJ. Now, that didn't- He did ask me if it's I- true. He well, did ask me if I want- He goes, do you want an autograph? And I remembered your story, and I was oh. like, I'm good <laughs> <laughs> but when i when i when i saw him do it i saw him do that to a girl standing nearby me i walk over to him and i go hey i heard about you doing this uh rj thing and he goes yeah i go you know i have one called the sg he goes oh yeah what's that i go oh it's when i um i offer a girl an autograph but then uh she says no and then i go home and cry and play xbox <laughs> He goes, oh, all right, that's weird. It's a very sad exchange. He thought you might have, maybe you wanted an RG. He's like, you want one too? All right, let's do it. Um, We only have you for a few more minutes, but I want to know this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, please. So, I mean, you must have had some crazy fans over the years being on Mm -hmm. all these soap operas, because I'd imagine there are probably some people that watch soap operas who think you're like the actual guy on the show and stuff tell us like the craziest like fan story that you've had fan story. you know i've had i've had a lot i've had like the girls who you know you sleep with them and you're like hey can i get your number and they're like no i just want to know what it was like to sleep with aj quarterman thanks and I, you know, what? that has happened that's happened are you serious uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh another time i was doing a i was doing an autograph signing and a guy who looked like he looked like a militia dude you know real creepy not not my normal fan base for that he goes hey i made you something i made it just for you and i go okay and he has a box and i open it up and it's um 
it's like a hunting one piece thing with bullet holes in it. And he goes, I made it just for you. And it was pretty freaky. Like they had to escort this guy out. It was pretty, it was pretty scary. Wow. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, you know, I always try and be a nice guy. Most people are very nice. Um, I can't believe you, know. you slept with girls that you were like. First of all, the best well, part—not not, not right. multiple girls. It was actually just one. Sure. Oh God, Only one done, didn't want my come number. Come on, oh, you've please. done a thousand hours of television. I'm yeah. sure. It, I'm sure there's been yeah. plenty of uh, of ladies who. The have... best part of the story, though, is like because he said it so casually. Like then afterwards, I'm like, "Can I get your number?" Like the like. They didn't... <laughs> like I didn't get it before. <laughs> you didn't what, a, it before. what a scumbag, right? <laughs> no, well, it was in a public bus. So oh right. my God! This even is better. just exactly what I'm talking about. With that's LA. You can throw a rock out the window. There's some girl that's like, oh my God, you're yeah. on TV. Oh my God. Take your dick out. You're so, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you found somebody right, that you're right, that I'm off the streets. Oh my God, because in, especially now as a comedian, like you're out on the road doing right. stand-up oh. and these, you've not, you all not only have stand-up fans, now you've got, so, you've soap fans. Soap right, right. stand-up They're kind fan. of soap stand-up fans. That sounds insane. It's weird the when you The hottest chuckle fuckers in the world. <laughs> oh my God, I've never heard yes. that word chuckle fuckers. You've never oh, heard chuckle no, fuckers? No, I love that. Oh, yeah. See, I've got so much to learn. That's a so, thing. you know, <laughs> well, that's the thing I'm in the infancy we, of my, my comedy. Uh, we kind of probably have that in common in some regard fuck. because, like, I, I feel like I host a show on the Playboy channel. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I get guys that show up at my shows, not really because they're fans of comedy, but just because they're you're like, hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. So, it's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing when right, you're a comedian right. that then you also have this weird aspect of, like, oh, but this guy follows me because he wants to Creepy. actually, like, suck on my toes. Right. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, totally I, different. Wow. I had a guy wow. ask me for a photo with my feet. Did I tell uh, you that? Yeah. No, in really? Reno, in Reno, I had a follower show up. He didn't want to come to the comedy show. He waited outside the Laugh Factory. Then when I came out, he was like, hey, Kate, I just wondered if I could get a photo with you. And I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. And he was like, do you think I'd get a photo with your feet? And, wow, wow! And I was like, "Yeah, nah, not, 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 nah. not, not today, <laughs> not, not today." Yeah, I was like, "I have my feet on my Instagram." <laughs> wow! You probably do, though, don't you? You should. You some, know, hey, you got to service all your fans. I mean, you know, you really do. You really I cut an entire cross section away. You know I understand I mean? that. Yeah. Okay. There's That's. That's Three amazing. People. That's Hashtag. the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. There was a girl one, one time, you know that story. There was a girl one time I was doing a, a show and, and it's like, it's the most uncomfortable feeling and you'll, you'll get, I mean, this happens to every comic that has like another side of their career is I was doing a show one time and I get, I get off stage and I go and hook up with this girl in the dressing room afterwards. And uh -huh. then I said to her, um, what was your favorite you know, line? And she was like, oh, it was all great. And then I was like, how old are your kids? She was like, she was like, Ma, I have a nine-year-old. Oh, she just wanted your autograph. She just wanted to get an autograph, but we hooked up anyways. Whoa. But you're a giver. What a sport you are. Pay attention to any of the. Where were you performing that had a dressing room? What comedy club was that? It was no, no, no. I'll tell you, it was the Ontario Improv. That's oh, in the green room. Yeah, the green room. Yeah, you told me she gave you the best blowjob. Oh, that was in the parking lot. Parking lot. She the, gave you a blowjob for uh, that autograph. It was a so. phenomenal well, blowjob. She wow. got I, she got what she deserved. God I think. bless her. She earned that autograph. She got naked in the minivan, in like in a minivan in a parking lot. 
And it wasn't. And it wasn't like you, sir. Are a class act. I like your I'm style. I'm a very classy like gentleman. Swag. There were goldfish crackers stuck to my ass for two days. All right, it's a real the fact thing that, that you happened. got in her minivan. You're oh, such man. a fierce. See, here's the thing that guys can do that girls could never do. I could never have some fan come to a show and then he's like, "Come back to my minivan," and I'm like, "Sure, let's do it." <laughs> no like problem. I would be murdered. Oh, yeah, no, you have to have the minivan. You're right. That's what. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow. It's so amazing having you on the show, and Thank I feel like we've so only much. barely touched on everything. Just, hey, before before we go, yeah. um, any advice for Felicia Cooper, our dear friend who has just joined uh, one of your sh- well, the show? I, that you I haven't met her yet. I'm, 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 I'm hoping She's maybe I get a chance to. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't met her yet. But with the advice I would give her is um, work hard, have fun, enjoy this time in your life. You know, you know what it is in the, in our business. It's up and down, and you gotta you gotta love the up times. Um, it's a it's a great show to be on, and. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna change your life because like I said it's in, it's syndicated in a hundred different countries. Oh my yeah. god! So this is gonna be That's great for crazy. her. That's crazy. You're gonna get so much tail, Felicia. <laughs> Felicia, get... I want to be you. <laughs> so many guys with with camo. The thing vests. that trips me up is is it's on in Afghanistan. I think really like how crazy is that? I mean, there's no joke there. It's just it's on in Afghanistan. Well, yeah. you know, I feel that that's the reason why like the rest of the world thinks America is like a soap opera. Like right, they think right. that everything is like perfect and beautiful and right. i mean like you know it, it's only really true in like la in beverly hills people really do look like <laughs> that look people like that, walking yeah. around you know i was on the office as an extra oh, when wow. i first moved to la when yeah. i first first moved here and i didn't know who the cast members were because i every other show i had worked on all the actors looked like soap stars you know they're always like right. so attractive and then i'm on the office and i'm hanging out and i'm literally like who the fuck are the cast members yeah i had no idea i sat down i remember sitting down for lunch with um the girl that plays pam and uh, mindy kaling yeah and i actually said to jenna fisher is her name i actually said to jenna fisher i thought she was an extra i go did you bring that dress from home or did wardrobe give it to you and she was like wardrobe gave it to me and i go you should really steal it it's probably worth more than you're making That's so funny. I love it. I love it. It's a real story. That's a great story. And she was so nice about it. She was like, um, Uh, thank you. Were you asked back to the show after that? I'm just curious. Yeah, they kept me all week. They They kept me all week. Wow. I think they they thought that I was just like, that I was like this girl that just didn't give a fuck and like would talk to anyone because I would like sit down with the principal actors and have lunch with them every day. I didn't know who they were. Oh my God. I was an idiot. That's awesome. Anyway. So, uh, Tell everyone where they can find you and how they can see you. You know, I, I kind of quit using Facebook. I'm, I'm almost exclusively just using Twitter because it's easier. So it's Sean Kanan at Twitter, S-E-A-N-K-A-N. And uh, that's that's about it. I use Twitter. That's it. I'm, I'm kind of a little technically challenged. So they can do and they can find you and me at the gas lamp. Yes. Well, Wednesday. This will, yeah, we have a Is show this, together Wednesday, but this won't air till uh, probably Friday, right? Oh, so. then, then don't come to the gas lamp because we won't be there. you should see Sean do stand-up. I'm so excited to see you. Yeah. What time I'm is your show? To... What time's your show at the gas lamp? Uh, 7.30. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh-huh. then I think I'll be at the Bray Improv uh, February 8th. Oh, look at so, you. Yeah, how about that, huh? Fancy. Booking shit, making, making moves. Very cool. Like that. <laughs> We'll have to do some shows together. I would love to. You yeah, guys, thank you so much time. for having me. This was yeah. really fun. Thanks for being talking here. to you guys. Thanks yeah, for being really here. Cool. Everyone follow Steven at Steven Quickman. With a S-T-E-P-H-E-N. And me at KQ Funny. I love you guys. Love Thanks you. for Thanks checking out Bye.